0: Hi, my friends. I had not uh, planned to enter into a discussion over the internet uh, in regards to the statues and uh, all of them being torn down, all of them being taken down, and um, just the public discourse in regards to this matter. I do think the statues, just my own opinion anyway, fall into three different categories. Uh, The first one, of course, being these Southern General's... um, on the losing side, thankfully, of history. Um, I'm not gonna wait any further than that. Uh, I do think that it is important to have a discussion as to whether uh, we ought to be having um, these men honored in the public square. I think in a different category, though, uh, would be the people like uh, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, these founding fathers of our country. Of course, um, many of them were slave owners, but we are not honoring them uh, for that, but honoring them for uh, founding a country, honestly, that had the uh, wherewithal and the ability to uh, look itself in the eye and realize that that uh, is not uh, consistent with who we are trying to be and who we all already are as human persons. Anyway, I I do think that's an important conversation, important distinction, anyhow, between those two categories of uh, statues. What I do want to talk about, though, is what I think uh, falls into a third category um, of statues tearing down. And it's just sad. This is kind of leaking into um, areas that's just really unjust and not helpful for uh, any kind of uh, seeking for truth, beauty, and goodness. of course, uh, now it's leaking out to uh, destroying uh, many religious statues. Uh, throughout not just our country, but even into Canada. This um, this is insane. Uh, I want to speak about two uh, people in particular. First, Christopher Columbus. Uh, my own university of University of Notre Dame, shamefully, has covered up some, uh, some beautiful murals honoring um, uh, Christopher Columbus. I would encourage you, uh, just simply go to catholic.com, There's a wonderful uh, article, or excuse me, it's a transcript of an audio file that you can also listen to entitled Villain Columbus, question mark. It's an anthropologist, a non-religious anthropologist, I should say, and she challenges um, some of the modern scholarship. It seems like, uh, well, when did we stop uh, seeking truth at some of our universities, many of our universities anyway? I I do think Christopher Columbus's name is... uh, well, it's, he's understood and misunderstood, and honestly, this is uh, not seeking out truth. Much of what is being blamed on him had absolutely nothing to do with him. Anyway, what follows uh, here uh, is a homily I gave. I had not planned to post, but on January or excuse me, July first, this past Wednesday, was uh, the uh, optional memorial of Saint Uniparasera. A wonderful saint, um, and so what follows is simply my uh the homily that I gave at mass that day. you know he is getting blamed for many, many horrible things, but in reality he uh fought um against uh some horrible uh treatment of the native people of his uh area in California he in fact when uh some of these natives uh, came and uh, destroyed one of his missions and uh, literally tortured and killed all that were there, including a priest friend of his. He uh, pleaded for mercy. He pleaded for mercy for them. At he, um, well, Pope Francis, when he canonized him, in Washington, D.C. in 2015, quoted him by speaking about this need for us to continually move forward. Moving forward, moving forward in grace, moving forward in love, moving forward in mercy. I think this great saint is exactly the kind of saint we the, uh, we should be turning to. He's exactly the kind of statues honoring these kinds of men and women that will help us during this difficult time. So I'd encourage you, um, prior to listen to my homily, perhaps it would be helpful to uh, read the readings of the day. Uh, this is a, it's a, uh, Wednesday, July 1st. It's uh, the 13th, uh, Wednesday of the 13th week in Ordinary Time, uh, especially the gospel, which comes from Matthew chapter 8, verses 28 through 34. See you on the other side. God bless you. My friends, it's an important uh um, gospel and interesting and just um, I don't know, such a sad situation here in Matthew's gospel. We're here as the uh this town terrorized, this territory terrorized by these demoniacs, causing such havoc for them and uh the Lord God himself came into their presence and uh got rid of this problem that was terrorizing them so yet they begged him to leave. The only one that truly understood who he was in their midst were the demons. It seems that things get tipped over on their side so uh, many times uh, now, especially in this day. We celebrate today the first Hispanic saint of the United States, St. Uniparasera. I was so privileged to be able to uh, celebrate the Holy Mass when Pope Francis came here outside the basilica in washington and uh this great man a saint of the church yet so controversial in our day over the last uh decades even um many of us uh, send around petitions trying to get his statue honoring this great saint great saint of our country trying to get his statues removed now they're being Forcefully removed in some place, San Francisco, Los Angeles, he's described as Hitler. these missions that he established, many missions of course, along the up the spine of California, nine missions that he personally was responsible for founding now con, now described as concentration camps. What is the truth about this man that is described as someone that uh, is exploit, exploiting these native people. is he's, he's described as being responsible in large part for the destruction of these ancient civilizations, the spreading of disease. He's described as being responsible for uh, calling for, in fact, the extermination of these native peoples. Does this sound like the life of a saint? You know, facts matter. Truth does matter. When you're not seeking truth, beauty, and goodness, sometimes you make the mistake that these townspeople did, and you invite the Lord to leave. What is the truth about this man? He actually was a champion for our human rights. He worked with and beside these native people. He did not force our Catholic faith upon them. He invited them to a God of love. And mercy. In fact, I think it's only like 10 or 20 percent of the people that he worked with ended up coming into these beautiful communities of faith. He did baptize about 6,000, but many more failed to receive that invitation. He did not force this upon anyone. In fact, he walked with cancer in his leg 2,000 miles from Carmel down to Mexico City to argue on behalf of a Bill of Rights for these Native people, recognizing that they had dignity and they had rights, and the colonial system that was in part by uh, some men and women of that time uh, exploiting them, not him, not the church, but the system and some of the people that took advantage of it. He walked those 2,000 miles to try to help them have rights. A bill of rights for the native people three years before we had our own bill of rights. This does not sound like Hitler to me. Why are we tearing down his statue? Perhaps because we stopped looking for the truth. There's much more, of course, I can say on this topic, but I'll leave that there, my friends. Let us invite the Lord not to leave our district, but to come into it. Let us pray for our country. Let us pray for our church. And may God be praised. Amen.